All right, Laird, I'm going to need your help on this one. Marvel Dice Masters Uncanny X-Men is a second set of Dice Masters, mm-hmm. second Marvel set, and there's only two other sets, Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. which kind of seems like it fell flat. You know, I guess there's just a totally different fan base for that yeah. property. Well, with the AVX, I was able to get to a couple of the OP turn, the organized play tournaments that were sponsored by WizKids to get the promo cards. I was able to go to two of them. I think there was five or six of them. Yeah. And then UXM had the same thing. Uncanny X-Men had the same. I didn't. There get- were six for sure. Because there was, I remember, three promo cards each for the Days of Future Past and the Apocalypse, right? Yep, the uh, Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was able to go to a couple for AVX. I wasn't able to make any of uh, Uncanny's. I'm probably going to buy some of them online. You can't get them in a booster. They're just they were promos. Yeah. But Yu-Gi-Oh never seemed to really got. I'm sure it, I know it did because I read a lot about this game online. I know it got into the meta and people were mixing the sets. I know a lot of people were really against mixing those sets. There's a lot. There's a very vocal member of the Facebook group that I post to about Dice Masters who was very adamant that he wasn't interested at all in this. A lot of people, I think, changed their mind once they saw some of the cards and how they could add to their teams and make cooler teams. But I, I was able to make one, uh, not a tournament, there wasn't quite enough entrance, uh, kind of the same thing that happened, I think, when you went. Yeah. But we were able to play a bunch of games, and nobody nobody had any Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But my wife, I finally got her into Dice Masters by teaching her how to play, and she was like, well, I, I would like this, but I don't really like superheroes. So she went down and got a, a Yugi starter, and uh, I call it Yugi. <laughs> um, <laughs> so hip of you. Yeah, um, she got a starter and a few boosters, so that's kind of her her part of it, but there are some very cool parts. That's par- cool. And I can play her, I can beat up monsters with superheroes. I mean, And, like, I don't know anything about it. What I, what I really mean by fell flat is, like, I perused yesterday some of the websites you told me about. Like, actually, uh, D. Clark, a dude that uh, works at the game shop here in town, writes for one of these. Dice Masters websites. Yeah, really Dice cool. I went to, I think, three or four different Dice Masters websites, even a couple that you hadn't mentioned that I found. There's a lot of Dice Masters websites. It, they cropped up quickly. It was and like a shanty town. I didn't see one, like, cruising through the first two pages of each website, mm-hmm. you know, hitting older posts once. I didn't see one article about Yu Gi Oh! Dice Masters. Yeah, well, you know I, what I mean? Like, part, part with of the it, community as a whole, it seems to have fallen a little flat. Well, part of it is uh, I think it's Target is a little young. They might not be posting yeah. as much online, but there's definitely a couple cards that have entered in the meta in a big way. Um, the Ring of Magnetism and Lord of D are a very potent combo because Lord of D says this monster cannot be the target of global actions, right? And then Ring of Magnetism says whoever you put this on has to be the target of all global actions. So you put that Ring of Magnetism on Lord of D, and basically it's a, they can't use globals which are a very big part of the game they're a big part of the give and take like on your turn you get to use a global first and then you defer and if your opponent wants to use one he can and then you go to the next step so it's a big part of the back and forth and this shut it down so and there's a couple of other cards that do some really cool stuff dark magician is a way you basically pay two life to draw an extra die whenever you normally would and in combination with some of the other cards you can pay a life and end up drawing a bunch of dice like double or 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 triple um, what you normally would i feel like there's one or two other cards of note we got our first a one drop a one cost one purchase cost uh, in canopic jar in Yu Gi Oh. 
But we're talking about... Uh, I like that there's a card called Canopic Jar. It's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, it morph, um, it's actually Morphing Jar, and one of them subtitle is Canopic Jar, I think. I so is there a, uh, like, Egyptian theme to Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, yeah, there's it's just, a, like, one of the characters, or... There's a bunch of them. The only factions in Yu-Gi-Oh, one is Egyptian gods. Oh, okay. And the other one is something else. But there's a lot of monsters that are fantasy monsters, but they're kind of Egyptian gear. Like, there's a dragon... That's thousand year dragon, but he's got like the eye of raw. Okay. So huh. there's a it's kind of an eclectic. Uh, you get your fantasy. There's like a goblin attack force. So they're okay. goblins. Then you've also got little cutesy kind of ones. There's Kuribo and a couple mm-hmm. of others that look more like Pokemon. And then you've got your big scary dragons too. So it's kind of it was very interesting to me. Just a mix of stuff. Yeah, it was enlightening. I didn't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. And apparently, it has a pretty big fan base. The trading card game. Let's talk a little bit about just Dice Masters in general before we get to Uncanny. Mm-hmm. You said that there was a errata released for Dice Masters. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, well, there's there's been an issue with WizKids from the beginning of when this game came out. There's been a lot of problems. There was the supply problem when the game initially came out. Then there was the trade uh, port problems that have plagued us earlier this year. But they finally kind of picked up the baton and ran with it as far as the rules forum goes, or the official WizKids rules forum, and they started answering a bunch of questions um, last month, and they finally did some errata this Monday, I believe, they released their errata. And there was a, several Yu-Gi-Oh cards that were just clarified, but the really big one, I feel like, is there was this card called, um, it's a Spider-Man, it's called Wallcrawler, and he was very powerful. He was part of what a lot of people were thinking was going to be the big team at nationals that everybody was going to be playing some yeah. variant of this and they call it the spider bomb because if you play it correctly and you have good r- luck and and choose your dice well you can basically win on turn three every time that you can get it and if not turn three turn four or five so i mean it makes a very quick game and what they did was essentially nerfed him a little not too much but they i feel like it'll help balance the game a lot okay yeah, so they made him, rather than being able to hit for between 13 and 15, he can only do f- hit for 10. Okay. So it doesn't sound like too much, but if you only have 20 yeah, life, yeah. that last five could be really important. Any other big changes? No, not in that errata yet. They, um, Of course, that Spider-Man errata has raised its own questions, and there's some that are pending on the rules form. Earlier today, the rules form was down, the official WizKids rules form, so... I don't know if some of those have been answered, but there's a few Yu-Gi-Oh cards that people were pretty sure what they meant, but the wording was a little ambiguous. And also, they've a bit like Magic, they're adding keywords. So uh, yeah. rather than having a whole sentence on a card and having that same sentence across every card, yeah, yeah. they're just making a keyword. So like Regeneration, uh, D&D has a bunch of them. Um, they've added something in uh, with D&D that's sort of like Trample. Oh, yeah, um, Overcrush. Yeah, Overcrush, where you deal damage and whatever's blocked, anything that goes over the amount amount that was blocked actually goes to the player yeah and there was that in avx in uh, throne car but it wasn't worded very well and it was kind of awkward they should have just put overcrush and your characters get two of your characters get plus one attack yeah. but they didn't have the keyword in place at the time but yeah it's very cool that overcrush ability is going to be um i think very important going into nationals well let's talk about D a little bit we both got a starter mm-hmm. you got some boosters we're going back to get some more boosters yes too excited i get too excited about this every time it's so much fun to i want to play this game i didn't play uncanny mm-hmm. i got kind of a little disenchanted with avx but yeah just being a new theme and you know marvel i really like marvel characters but it's just not my favorite but this is cool and i really can't wait for dc I mean, have you seen the constantine cards for dc there's, there's a, some cool powers there's a super rare that's probably going to be a game changer i think 
uh, it's a pretty powerful. I love the way you talk about Dice Masters. <laughs> it's so, like, you, you really, really love well, this I do, game. Well, I man. do love it, and um, I don't get to play as much as I'd like, but I, I play a lot in my mind. And, uh, you know, I've, we've talked about it on the show before, coming up with, like, a campaign sort of a thing. And yeah. I've still been tossing that around. I need a few more cards that – there's specific cards I want to use for thing to make that Phoenix Force campaign yeah. I was talking about. But, um, yeah, I really like this game, and um, I wanted to get it on the ground floor and be solid on the rule set so that if there's ever a little bit of a, a break in, like, oh, well, they're doing two Yu-Gi-Oh sets next or Yu-Gi-Oh and a new property that I'm not so interested in, I'll still have a, such a, a grasp of the base game that anything added on won't be such a challenge. Like, I feel yeah. like Magic players who played early in Magic and then stopped playing, coming back to it, there is a big learning curve. Like, they've added so much and changed so much that – it's hard for them to get back on board, and I, I didn't want that to happen with Dice Master. So I got in, and I, I follow it pretty closely. Uh, I, I read all the sites um, that are big, and I need to get with you and see if there's any of those that you've seen that are, were good. Um, Dice Anon is a, a great one. But, yeah, I really like Dice Masters. So let's talk about uh, D&D. Uh, I haven't opened this, but you saw more of the cards than I did. But just looking at this promo card right here, it seems like it's, and you know more about Yu-Gi-Oh! and Uncanny than I do, but looking at this promo card, it seems like it's w much different. So this promo card is Minsk and Boo, which I believe are, if I remember, characters from Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Forgotten Realms for sure, but I don't know. Um... But I mean, while active, Minsk and Boo get an experience token, plus one, plus one, plus one attack, plus one defense at the end of their turn. So at the end of every turn. If Minsk and Boo go into the use pile, remove all the tokens, but once per turn you can remove a token from them uh, to force an opposing character to attack. So, I mean, that's like, seems, it's definitely much different than AVX. Yes. Um, so D There was nothing like this. I mean, this is a advanced ability. Yeah. D&D &D is really cool in that they've, th that's one thing I like about Dice Masters is that you can go through, and I have, Pretty close to the full sets of AVX and UXM. I'm missing a few rares, but you can look at every version of a character and say, okay, what's their power? And you can say, okay, I get that. That makes sense for that character to yeah. be able to do that. Like Doc Ock has powers where he can grab people and they can't block. Or he can do his same damage to several people because he's got these arms that either grab people or, mm -hmm. or can attack, you know. All of it makes thematic sense, and they have carried it on so well into D&D. They've added the experience that we were just talking about. Basically, every time one of your non-NPC characters, one of your dwarven clerics or your elf wizards, kills a monster, they get a plus one, plus one, and they accrue until they die. And that's very thematic for D&D, getting experience. And there's um, a few other things. Swarm is uh, one of the new keywords. Um, energy drain. And I love, love, love the basic actions and non-basic actions in this are going to be spells and equipment that you can actually attach to your character, equip like you would. There's magic, I've seen magic sword, magic helmet, uh, but I'm sure there's going to be more. And you put that on there and it, you're basically, you're playing D&D, &D, you know? I yeah. Mean, it's really cool. You're definitely playing a higher level game than what Dice Masters originally was. Yeah, there's a lot of keywords. and Being able to put cards on cards and give them special abilities, mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah. It's getting really cool. I mean, it's almost like you're really playing those characters instead of it being what I kind of felt with AVX was almost more of an abstracted 
Yeah. You know, the, the their powers were really thematic, but yeah. it was There's, really abstracted. Now I'm getting to equip and like these yeah. keywords that are doing different things. Like I feel like it'll make me want to build up a team more, you know, like yeah. this works with this. And in DC, they've got the cool Justice League thing where it gets plus one plus, or something if oh, another re- Justice League member is... Yeah. Present. There's another thing too, retaliation. Uh, I don't know if yeah. there's any retaliation in D and D. I haven't looked too yeah, much at it. Retaliation. But That's DC right. definitely has a ton of cards that have it. And uh, what was that exactly? It's like if if they do something to another Justice League member, uh, you do a damage to them. That's right. Yeah. So you, um, it's it's pretty cool. D and D has experience. We talked about that. Regenerate is. Um, you get to re-roll them when when they get knocked out, and if That's they cool. come up as a character, they go back in. And very cool. Trolls have that. The common Terrasque, he has that. There's some really cool thematic stuff, like the Elf Wizard. She makes spells much cheaper to buy, which makes sense because she's a wizard. I mean, mm-hmm. they just I feel like they really figured out how to f- put this game into Dice Masters, make it Dice Masters, but yet make it D and D. Yeah. It's really cool. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about Uncanny. Yeah. Uh, you definitely want to get a review of Uncanny out. Like, I mean, Dice Masters is big. You love it. Yeah. And you played a ton of Uncanny. Yeah. So let's talk uh, about it for a few minutes. I haven't played, I played one game of Uncanny with you. Yeah. So I really want you to talk about this. So just like all the other Dice Masters, and I just looked at this uh, D&D box, it's also designed by Eric Lang and Mike Elliott. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about, I feel like anybody that's going to like care about this review knows about Dice Masters. So mm-hmm. uh, talk a little bit about the mechanisms and just what you think overall about the Uncanny set. Okay, well, I think the big thing that Uncanny did is basically one card. Well, two cards have the, the global. Was it the Professor X card? Yeah, yeah he, he changed the game. So AVX came out, and people really liked it, but what happened was with the problems with the product and the supply, people were stuck playing AVX for a little longer than they wanted to, and they were kind of miffed with it because there's a lot of very powerful characters, but the way that the game was before, it was very difficult to get some of those more expensive characters fielded. Um, so in, in UXM, they added a Professor X, who has a global ability, and you pay a mask, and you get to move two of your sidekick dice from your use pile to your prep area. And it doesn't sound like much, but you do it a couple times, and you're rolling 10, 12 dice. And that lets you easily get out those far more expensive characters and or have a big reserve of energy to, to really use your globals. So it really opened the field. UXM, I think they did it intentionally. They said, hey, we got a lot of characters in ABX we can't, people aren't buying or using because they're too expensive or they can't get them out anyway. And they, they made it possible through that uh, Professor X Global. He's, it's on the common version of it, and it's on the, um, the rare uh, Professor X. They both have the same Global. The uncommon doesn't. It's a heroic card. Which and, is kind of a keyword. Did you say there's a basic action that has it also? Uh, no, there's not a, a basic action that has it. I'm just hearing things then. No, no, I'm um, there so may be. Talk to me about one thing I want to know about Uncanny and also Yu Gi Oh, I guess, and probably D and D is the rule book. So the AVX rule book, the first Dice Masters game, was probably one of the five worst rule books I've ever read. Yeah, was... maybe vying for number one. I mean. It was awful. Yeah. Someone taught me how to play the game, so the rule book made sense. But, yeah. man, it was awful. I mean, finally in there, I found in like five different places where I figured out that a starter game is four dice, or I mean four cards, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a normal game at home game is six cards. Mm-hmm. And then a tournament game is eight cards. Yeah. But it was tough to find that. We couldn't figure out how many cards to play with at home. Yeah. The rules in general for this game were rough because 
that AVX rulebook came out and there was no rules for what's called the transition zone. So basically, the, when you pay for a die or fielding cost or whatever on your turn, those dice aren't available to your used pile. So like, for example, if I paid five this turn to buy a die and then I had a mask left over, I couldn't pay that mask to move those two I just spent to the prep area with the Professor X. I'd have to wait till during your turn. So they made Professor X, and then without those transition rules, he was way too powerful. So they said, well, we, we meant to make this more clear, but when you pay for something, those dice you used to pay are out of play. So they updated it online, but those, <clears throat> all the rule books were stuck on that same ship in that same container with all this product, so they weren't updated. So yeah. D&D is... <laughs> DC will be the DC online version PDF of the DC rulebook is the one to use. Really, but it's but how are just like casual fans supposed to I, know that? And that's that's the the real the real problem is these supply problems have really messed up and made it confusing. It was already relatively confusing. They and need to just like airship, which doesn't have to worry about port stuff. <laughs> just airship a stack of like pamphlet rule leaflets just distribute them over yeah for all the game shops that they just give out for free like you buy this here's this rule book that sounds like a really good they did a few things like with abx to Mm -hmm. um to help with the product they knew that they weren't getting the product out they knew people wanted to play so they made all the basic actions and they gave um a way to use regular dice that was pretty cool so yeah i mean they whiz kids is you know they're whiz kids they people take him with a grain of salt who know them because they've had so many issues like this with hero clicks you know things getting moted out and people not being happy or things not being tournament legal yeah so a lot of the people who are experienced with other types of games like this they they know the drill but for new players i think it's really bad and whiz kids has gotten better like i said they've started doing errata they've started answering questions on the website but they really got off on a couple of left wrong left feet here with the the game but it's it's getting better it's definitely 10 times more playable than abx was by itself yeah that game could get really funky like you would just come to a standstill because you just had no idea who was in the right like how does this rule work like yeah if it works this way, I win. If it works the other way, they win. Yeah. You know? And then there's still some stuff like that coming up, but it is getting better because they're yeah. answering questions. And, and not even if the question's unanswered, it's kind of better because they answered similar questions. And so you can use their logic to extrapolate a little. You can see, oh, this is probably how they meant it to work and come to a consensus at least you can use until they officially answer it. Yeah. And um, I really think, you know, this game could like, I mean, this is crazy to say, but I mean, this could get as big as Magic. Yeah, I I think definitely. And I'm sure Magic the Gathering wasn't perfect when the first set ever came out. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a lot of it's just that cutting your teeth, so to speak. Growing pains for the game. I mean, Couriers has been out for a while, but it's not at all the same. Uh, I mean, it is the same mechanic, but it's so different. Yeah, but Um, when you're just like, I mean, you know, Eric Lane is just a, I mean, he's a board game designer. Yeah. And he did a collectible, what's essentially a collectible card and dice game. Yeah. That's going to come with some growing pains. Definitely. I mean, there were some things that were just unmanageable in the first one. Mm. So I'm really excited about this one. New theme, cool, new powers, equipment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, There's a, um, uh, I like the. Is there a bag of holding? Uh, I want a bag of holding where I, I can. Uh, That's a good question. Where if I play bag of holding and I get one of the dice out. Just all of a sudden, I can have like um, 
I can roll extra dice or something like it holds more. You or know? yeah, there's some there's some really cool um, in DC especially. There's a Zantana that's kind of a rabbit out of the hat deal. Zantana, a guitar playing Zatanna. Zatanna, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I'm not as big a DC fan. And Zantana. Um, let's see, Carlos there's... Zantana. <laughs> um, yeah, but she has like a. Like she draws in the bag, and if it is what she said, then you get to roll it oh, yeah. or something. I like, like how all of her uh, subtitles on the cards are written backwards, yeah, just like, like her spells, the, yeah. how she has to say them. That is really cool. I'm seeing, let's see, magic sword, magic helmet, a bunch of spells. I don't see a bag of holding, but I'm <clears> sure it will yeah. be. Then the next D&D set, I'm certain that there'll be a bag of holding. That's a classic. I mean, you can't. So I guess their uh, their goal with these is just to put out sets. I mean, Will there ever just be expansions? Like, I yeah, guess you smaller. can't really do expansions for something like this. Like, well, um, I mean, you, you could release a set that's, you know, Battle for Faerun, an expansion for Battle for yeah. Faerun that just had like, you know, 20 new cards in it. I think that would be really cool. And I think that they... Or an equipment pack, you know, like I was, faction packs. Like, like think about Battle of Faerun, Waterdeep. And then, yeah. Or Battle of Faerun, uh, Baldur's Gate, or any of their properties that they have that are Forgotten Realms that... Just a smaller expansion, and that definitely is what's going to need to happen for the superhero sets if they're yeah. going to get anywhere close to getting all the superheroes. Or just even like this, Battle for Faerun, Spell Pack. Yeah. Spell Pack 1. Or Grimoire. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, like, more spells. Like, I wish they would do something where it just, you know, release an expansion that was 15, 20 bucks that just came with, like, 10, 15 new cards and enough dice to play those cards. Like, just buy it outright. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I saw something online today that was pretty interesting, and it made total sense. Like, most people's MO for Dice Masters is uh-huh. to buy a starter set, sometimes two starter sets, yeah. and at one or two gravity feeds. Yeah. So let's take one gravity feed and a starter set. So that person is paying over $100 to get almost a complete set. Yeah. You could not – it's very difficult to potentially get somebody to pay $100 for a board game. Yeah. But if you give it to them in little packs that they have to open – and there's They'll pay an, it. They will. And uh, it's really cool. That's one thing about this game is it's, it is a, it, you say that, and it's true that you, you can go right out and do that. You're going to end up with a ton of duplicate cards and dice. Yeah. It's good if you're buying in and you can, you can give them to your buddies. I've given uh, yeah, you we some. Yeah, we were trading given, a lot at the beginning. Yeah, and... you give me some. You gave me a bunch. I gave you some. I've given uh, my other friend Tommy uh, a ton. And, but also, what at our local card shop you can go down there and you can get a bunch of the common cards for eight cents, fifteen yeah. cents, thirty cents, forty cents, and the dice for a few pennies here and there. So I can go in with five bucks, get a couple of boosters and five or six uncommons or commons until I've got them all. Now I have all the commons and uncommons for the superhero sets. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go after DC collector wise. I, I probably hold out for DC and try to get them all, but. Yeah. It is affordable, you know. Magic, I think, is about six or seven dollars for a like boost. If you buy a starter, mm-hmm. or even buy two starters, that's thirty bucks. Yeah, and then buy boosters here and there, and say you bought ended up buying like twenty boosters, and then just buy like go through the cards, like look at them, see the ones you actually want, yeah, and then go buy them like single. Not everybody has a shop that. Does. bought into it as much as the shop here in town that's true that's like true. where they're selling singles and selling dice i yeah. mean from when avx came out they Dang. were doing that yeah on their online store i mean yeah. everything so but yeah so overall uncanny what would you think good set i mean really fixed a lot of problems i think so um i mean still not a perfect one but just the availability of so many more characters from even from the previous set because of that 
Professor X. And a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people said it's broken. And they kind of fixed that with the transition rules. And I, I don't think there's a problem at all. Yeah. I still play – we still play regular games, Tommy and I, where Professor X isn't in there. And we still do a lot more than – it's just knowing that you can get that if you need it to get those heavier characters out faster – it seems like it just made it much more like you're okay. I, I can play a lot of these cards that were unplayable, and it just made it so much more enjoyable. Yeah, because I would always, in AVX, I would have, you know, two two-cost characters, and then I would have, you know, a three, a four, a five, and then, you know, one seven and one eight, and it always seemed i never got the six sevens and eights out there yeah it, ever it I was, just didn't even worry about them because i wasn't going to get them out yeah it was it's so hard to buy them unless you intentionally fielded a bunch of people just to get knocked out so you could roll them on the next turn yeah. it was impossible yeah and then you would you would do stuff like like really try like start building your low-cost characters to be like you know the beast card that you get to re-roll when he gets knocked out and the ghost rider card that had something to do with re-rolling and you still couldn't get them out you know what i mean yeah so i'd really like uh is that professor x card is it in the starter uh no it's not in the starter but it is a uh a common and i've I've got it i got several okay you've got it now okay cool so uh that is uncanny x or marvel dice masters uncanny x-men also a lot of talk about dc Yu-Gi-Oh and uh dnd uh dice masters just just a good dice masters chit chat man yeah so uh we're gonna give dnd dice masters some play and we're gonna talk about it here in the next couple weeks and uh hopefully we'll see dc here pretty soon any uh updates on the release of dc i think it is still may 1st i want to may all the way in may i think that's what i last heard i wouldn't swear to that i I find I'm uh, in a better mental state if I don't <laughs> keep tight track until it's a lot yeah, closer. Sure. <laughs> Especially um, since I was hoping I was hoping for DC before D and D. I don't mind so much because it's going to give me a little more time to save up. Because, like I said, I don't plan on getting as much of the D and D. But I don't know. There's a couple of typos I've seen already on some of the D and D cards, but the art in general is amazing they look great yeah it's really cool they look really awesome the monsters look how you would expect them to look they used a lot of the well i know at least one or two of these images i recognize from books yeah uh, oh yeah like the beholder seemed really yeah and there's there's some i haven't seen as many translucent die i've only gotten one so far it's the elf wizard she's translucent i don't know if there's less and we just haven't gotten any i only got i bought we opened five boosters earlier but doesn't seem like there's as many translucent, but the dice look really cool and very thematic in terms of the dice. Like some of the dice I was able to look at and, oh, that's a Tarask's head. It has to be, you yeah, know, and then, yeah. oh, sure, it was. Really pumped. Very cool, man. And, like, yeah, I looked at, I, I'm looking at the dice right now, and I'm thinking, like, I don't really know what these symbols mean. Like I do when I look at the Marvel dice, yeah. you know what I mean? That was one thing, like, they could go a lot of ways. Like an orc, what are you going to put on there? But, like, Superman, he's going to have an S on his dice or he's going to, you know what I mean? You could see Superman's yeah. dice and never have seen Dice Masters and be like, well, that has something to do with Superman. Or even the Wolverine like claw yeah. marks, you know what I mean? Yeah. But looking at looking through the window, I can see um, about 15 dice through the window. Mm. And the coolest one is the Beholder dice. Yeah, that one's definitely immediately recognized. Yeah, You're for like, sure. oh man, a Beholder. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool though, man. I'm excited to play this. I'm excited to pop this open later and also open some boosters. So, yeah, uh, man. Haley, if you're listening, I'm coming home with some boosters. <laughs> <laughs>